Warning! Anime out of context has strong language, spoilers, stupidly wrong ideas, and general silliness. Neither of our hosts are professionals and do not take their opinions as such. Listen at your own discretion, and enjoy. Welcome to Anime Out of Context, the show where I attempt to explain the sometimes weird, sometimes wonderful, but always hilarious world of anime. And I roll a critical failure on my resistance to anime. I'm Sean Rollins. I'm Remington Chase. Remington, we've got to go into the dark ages of our past. Uh, we, we did this last time. <laughs> Can't we get away from our past? <laughs> uh, as I have learned recently, no. Uh, but we're not going into the past of our podcast. That's too recent. Oh, thank God. We have to go to the much darker past. Oh, okay. So, like, uh, the teenage years? Even further. Oh, boy. The years of junior high. Oh, God. Because today's anime is... Very heavily based around the mentality of junior high students. <laughs> okay, so there are a few different possibilities. The one I'm immediately going, we're going to see, like, the edgiest, uh, like, just emo skater punk type bullshit. Uh, that or just, like, hyper random, look at me, it's weird. One of the two, it has to be in those camps. Um, well... Uh... Is it in neither camp? It's actually a little of column A and column B. Okay, okay. So I was definitely right. Well, hey, now, just because you're kind of right in both areas also means you're kind of wrong, I guess. Hey, but if we ignore all the wrong, then I'm completely right. I didn't know you became a politician. Because <laughs> <laughs> today, Remington, this is going to be a very interesting anime to talk about because it is a uh, another slice of life romance anime. Oh, boy. Th those haven't gone terribly in the past. Not all of them. I mean, we had Toradora. That was a fun time. Toradora was good. That was the good one. That was the good one. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it. Yeah. Uh, so today I thought I'd jump into a bit of an interesting dynamic. It's slice of life, it's romance, and it also has some rather unfortunate uh, memories that can crop up when you watch it. Oh? So Remington, are you familiar with the term chunibyo? <laughs> Hell no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hope you weren't expecting me to come in with that knowledge, because this is the first time I ever Ch Chunibyo? What? Chuninbyo. Chuninbyo? Well, I don't. Chunin. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try. You're not gonna. You're not gonna make the attempt. <laughs> no. You're just gonna stare at it and think to yourself, "Well, that's a word." Yeah, I'm just gonna be real confused, and uh, that that's the nature of the podcast. So it all works. Okay. So what in the world does that mean, Sean? Ah, uh, so a chunibyo is a Japanese slang term for a particular phase of a young person's life. Oh, God. <laughs> is it is it puberty? No, don't be ridiculous. Oh, okay. That's disgusting, Remington. Oh, disgusting. yes, how, how absurd. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a bit of a complicated term. Uh, you remember how every time someone's growing up, they go through different phases of life, and those different phases can be interesting, but also incredibly embarrassing when you look back on them. Also known as puberty? 
Well, I mean, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> that's the physical side of things. I'm talking more of the mental side of things. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. So, yeah, yeah, you, you like, go through your different phases, and like you start out, and you're like super edgy and cynical, but then you turn into a party girl, and then you turn into a skater boy, and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, wait a minute. What? How did you transition from a party girl to a skater boy? The point is, now I'm here, Sean. Oh, that's God. all that matters. Is that why your hair is so long? <laughs> I'm still, I'm actually just still in, who knows what phase I'm at now, frankly. <laughs> I could be at any of them. I don't want to know, quite frankly. But yeah, no, so uh, Chunibyo is a phrase depicting a very specific type of uh, phase in a young adolescent's life. Uh, the okay. direct translation is um, eighth grader syndrome, so mid-middle <laughs> school. Yes. Oh, that's hilarious. And it comes from the desire to be unique and special. Oh, okay. I I accept this as a part of the growing process, and I despise this when people have not grown out of this. Oh, yeah. It gets horrible. Because don't get me wrong. To all the listeners, you're unique, you're special, we love you, but you ain't more special than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you're you, and you're an individual, and that's fantastic. Never let anybody take away your individuality. However, you're not above anybody. That's not how that shit works at all. No, it is not, and this anime kind of goes into a bit of that, but it's really more about the extreme end of things. Okay. Uh, this anime's title is called Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions. <laughs> I love that title. That Great is, title, right? That is a fantastic title. And it is a, it is a love story, obviously. Uh-huh. About a young fella who is gets, just getting into high school, you know? Uh-huh. Problem is, in junior high school, he was quite the heavy Chunibyo. <laughs> which, in this case, is usually the type of kid... We've all had this kid in our class. Yeah. Uh, the one who believes he has dark abilities. He's a lot more powerful and more interesting <laughs> oh, than the others. He wears maybe bandages on his arm. He's trying to be super enigmatic and mysterious. Exactly. Right? Maybe wears a trench coat or some strange symbols. You know, that guy. Largely inspired by bad anime. Yep. <laughs> 100% inspired by bad anime. Oh my god. Says things that are appear to be dark and edgy, but really don't have any foundation. Yeah. Maybe he says, oh, I get into a lot of fights, actually. That's why I'm wearing all these bandages, but he's fine, and he nobody would ever fight him because he's weird and has no reason to. Yeah, or you often get this, like, down with authority in the man, or they're all trying to control you type thing, but it's super juvenile and immature and ill-formed. Exactly, or they spend a lot of their time drawing in notebooks of special abilities and powers for themselves, how they work. Like, do D&D world building, but without any structure and a lot more bad. <laughs> <laughs> it comes across to me that there statistically is at least one listener who is noticing some similarities with themselves. So I, I would like to address them specifically. Listener who all of this applies. You'll change one day. <laughs> uh, you'll, you'll get better. Uh, it's... It's not as cool as you think it is, but that's okay. You'll look back at it and be able to laugh and be horribly embarrassed and ashamed. Uh, take it for someone who has had situations back in his junior high days where I did some of these similar things. Oh, man. I'm real glad when I had this phase, it was very short. Yeah. Like, I went through it and immediately was out of it. Thank goodness. As we all know, junior high was a very dark time for me. <laughs> uh... 
But thankfully, I kept it mostly inside, and I have burned all of the evidence of it. <laughs> I actually had journals filled with, like, drawings of powers and strange things like oh, that. Oh, boy. Yeah. It, are, are we just watching your home videos, Sean? Uh, that, would, <laughs> that would be interesting, and I would probably shoot myself. <laughs> Afterwards, I could not handle the embarrassment. Okay, so we, we have love, Chinibio, and other delusions. Yes, and this story follows the main character, who is known as... Chinibio Brown. Chinibio Brown! <laughs> uh, the uh, Japanese variant of uh, Peanuts, actually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, what, what's his name, Sean? His name is Yuta Togashi. Yuta Togashi. Yuta Togashi. Yuta Togashi. Yuta Togashi. Fuck. <laughs> one day, one day you will learn how to pronounce their names. Yuta Togashi. <laughs> oh, my God. And everybody... And the premise is a lot of people have this stage in their life to varying degrees. Yep. Uh, his case was the very dramatic, I am the dark master, I have all the powers and such. Okay. And the story starts with him going into high school, looking through his old stuff, and freaking out because of how embarrassing it was. Uh, it's, it's starting off strong. Yeah, because of course... Once you get into high school, a few things change, and you start looking back on your junior high stuff, and you realize, oh my god, this was a horrible thing. Why did I do that? Why did I ever think that was a good idea? And it's basically him starting off with, like, oh god, I gotta forget, gotta forget, gotta forget. I'm going to a school far away. There should be nobody from my previous school going to this school. Nobody will know me. I will have a good, normal high school life. But alas, there is! <laughs> I can tell you already know where this is going. Oh, certain. So there, there's somebody who's like, oh, hey, Utah, it, it's you. And you're you're fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> you're on the right track, actually. Um, he goes to the school and has some interactions. Like before he gets to school, he has some interactions with his new next door neighbor, Rika. Okay, and so he he wants to date Rika, but then Rika's best friend knows him already. And so because she knows him already, she's like, oh, that's weird. He's like, oh, God, now my reputation will be forever be ruined because Rika will know what a strange weirdo I was. No. Ah, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, I, I really felt confident with that one, as I am one to do. But you are on the right track. He is still struggling with escaping his past, but not because of that. It's because Rika Takanashi, his new neighbor, is still a Chunibyo. Oh, God! <laughs> and she is in high school and is very uh, <laughs> overly dramatic with her fantasies and dark visions of such. She wears an eye patch with a colored contact lens underneath it <laughs> that she calls her wicked evil eye. Oh, run, my boy, run. It's not <laughs> worth it. I've been in your position. I've made the wrong choice. Don't do it. And, of course, somehow she finds out about his past a little bit. Oh, God. And is immediately attached to him and is thinking, you're so cool. You do so many cool things. Because in the eyes of a Chunibyo, the only cool people are other Chunibyos. Oh, God. And it's him trying to partially normalize her and partially keep her from revealing too much of his past. And thus, comedy ensues. <laughs> I, I I like the premise. Uh, though I'll be honest, you could be telling me nearly anything is the premise. The title won me over. The title alone is what got you. Like, with a title like that, I'm all in. Yeah. 
And it's so... It's such a funny show, Remington. I'll be honest. I love this show a lot uh, because, one, it does cringe comedy fairly well, especially if you have that connection to your younger self. I can enjoy well-done cringe comedy. Yeah. It, it doesn't have quite the cringe levels of something like The Office, for example. Mm -hmm. But it has a lot of those moments where it's like, look at all my dark possessions, and you're like, oh, God, don't say that. That's Oh, God, why would you say that? <laughs> That's not what we do in civilized society. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but look at how cool this sword is you got. You spent all of your money on it. And this big, giant, foam, edgy-looking sword. It's like, no, 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 I want to forget about that. Put it in the closet. <laughs> yeah. What used to be my pride and joy, in hindsight, I can now recognize as a horrible mistake. Which, uh, actually, that... That sentence right there is just the title of my autobiography. <laughs> <laughs> Which, coincidentally enough, starts with our podcast. Yeah! <laughs> and it's hilarious in all the right ways in very specific places. It has a very fun, cute little romance thing. Nothing too serious in the romance front. I mean, obviously, you're going to get those little romance hits here and there. And obviously, there's going to be some kind of connection between former Chunibyo and current Chunibyo. Uh-huh. And how they uh, interact and uh, how their relationship develops. Yeah. But what really makes this anime hilarious is, more often than not, they will straight up delve into these character fantasies. Oh boy. So they'll show like what the characters are imagining and they'll be fighting with all kinds of dramatic, over-the-top, ridiculous anime specials, giant weapons, things like that. And then a few uh, bits later, it'll cut to what they're actually doing and it's just someone swinging a ladle around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It is, it does comedy so well. And this touches upon something that I quite liked from, for example, Umaru-chan, where at that adolescent age, that idea of perception being reality, uh, that was an idea that I quite liked when it was explored. And so if it explores it in any decent way, I think it's going to be yet another example of something I quite enjoy. In fact, that is actually the whole premise of this anime. Whereas Umaru-chan... You kind of dug a little to find that. It is very much so perception of others, of yourself, and how you grow as a person is one of the big themes of mm. this anime. Because, I mean, after all, Chunibyo is something that should only happen in 8th grade and you get out of it quickly enough. But what happens when people don't get out of it? And you're in high school and you've got this one girl who wears an eye patch all the time and it's like, I must not let my inner demons escape me. Yeah, I, I think it just, people really need, I'm gonna go on a bit of a rant here, Sean. Please do. <laughs> people need to realize that you don't need to be otherworldly to be a cool person. Like, you can just be awesome, and that's fine. That's amazing. Just be awesome. People will enjoy you. Don't try to be some otherworldly demon or monster or, oh, I'm a wolf person. Don't, you don't need to do any of those things if you find enjoyment in them go ahead but don't fool yourself into thinking that they're real <laughs> i don't know man sometimes delusions hide something darker within the dark things within me you know sean i'm reminded of a really fantastic anime that carries a phenomenal line if i do say so myself and uh the, the line is here, we all have a scar. Oh, <laughs> don't bring that up again! 
<laughs> ah, we're, we're talking about adolescence. I had to bring up your adolescence in fairy tale. I had to do it. I knew you were going to do this, but I was hoping I could kind of twist it to you a little bit. Maybe you had some dark Chunibyo type stuff. Maybe you had an obsession that you really enjoyed. Nah, I got out of that phase real quick. Like, it happened when I was 12, and I, I did. This is the most Chunibyo thing that I ever did. I thought that I could transform myself into an immortal vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is so Chunibyo. When I was 12 years old, I can't remember. Like, I had a bunch of weird trinkets, knickknacks, crystals, uh, shit like that. And I thought, alright, it's full moon. Put them all in this nice box. Say this... I can't remember. There was, like, this almost ritual, but I don't think I had, like, found it. I think I created this ritual. <laughs> and I was I was so confident that when I did it, I was going to turn into a vampire. And my girlfriend at the time was all in on that. Wait a minute. You had a girlfriend at age 12? Uh, yeah. Was, yeah, I've had more than I should have. And oh, she, Jesus, she, was, she was all in on becoming a vampire with me. Uh, fortunately... After that, it quickly subsided. <laughs> but that was a thing that I did when I was 12 years old. Is this your way of telling us you're actually a vampire and you're just trying to keep secret? <laughs> uh, that's how I've remained so youthful. Uh, yes, this was actually in 1902. <laughs> 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 this was... Did I mention that's when I was 12? Oh, wow. Who, who would have thought? Only 1890s kids would understand. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, no, uh, that is exactly the kind of things that Trinity will get into. And you'll see the d slight variations of the mentality, but they definitely do go into a lot of the extremes in this show, especially in the dark, magical side of things. Oh, I'm excited to delve in. And one other theme that's uh, kind of interesting about this is using delusions as a coping. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, that happens even, like, the, the reason why a lot of people enter this phase is dealing with issues of like self-esteem and dealing with a lack of validation whether that be coming from social situations or from family situations right you're looking to one escape and two find validation somewhere and so this seems like the solution yeah pretending you don't want attention when all you really need and want is attention oh yeah and delusions are not the healthiest coping mechanism, but they are a coping mechanism. Whether it's something that happens to you in your life, whether it's stress from parents, friends, family, it could happen that All way. All right, so here, here's, here's what I've deduced from this very brief discussion. So the girl, Rika? Rika. Rika? Rika has some real troubling shit happening in her life. I'm gonna guess, like, her dad's abusive or her parents are never there. That's gonna be, my, or maybe, like, she has, you know, th those are gonna be my guesses. Uh, official guesses. I've, I've made a lot of guesses and claims in this first half so far. It'll be interesting to see how right you are. Uh, I, I'm 100% right, as I tend to be. Oh, yeah. Other than when right. I'm not. How many times have you been wrong in this episode so far? None. If you ignore the many times that have happened already. <laughs> I can see you thinking of how you're trying to edit all of your mistakes out already. <laughs> oh, it, I, I, I'm just trying to think of just... I, I just dubbing in accurate predictions instead. <laughs> <laughs> just, just recording lines where it's, oh, you know, Sean, this is what I think is actually going to happen, but it's just me. I've already seen it. <laughs> 
Oh, you can't get away with that crap because I listened to the podcast after you edited it. Damn it. <laughs> Without further ado, Remington, let's go watch some Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back after watching a grand total of four episodes of Love, Chunibyo, and Other Delusions. Remington, how you feeling, bud? I am feeling a little bit disappointed, Sean. Really? Yeah. I didn't hate the show by any means, but it didn't capture me the way I thought it was going to. Really? Yeah. Care to elaborate on that? It just felt like it was missing something. It didn't captivate me. It didn't hold my interest or attention as much as I felt like it should have. And I'm still trying to figure out exactly why that is. I thought it was pretty good. I think it had some good elements. It just didn't work. Didn't work? What do you mean by that? All of the elements together... It just seemed like it wasn't quite sure what it was. Essentially, the show was a Chinibio because it was confused as to its own identity. Think about your pronunciation of that word one more time. Yeah, I'm, if I get it wrong, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're expecting me to get things right, there's a problem. You can yell at Sean because he's supposed to be the resident expert. But if you're yelling at me, then something's gone wrong. <laughs> Chunibyo. Is, what do I, I feel like that's what I said. It isn't, but go on. <laughs> I, I feel like there was just something missing about it. I wanted it to go further. I wanted it to have a stronger plot or be even sillier, and it was just okay. Just okay? Yeah. I don't know, man. I thought they did a lot of really silly things in that show. And the, they did, and the silly things were great. It just didn't feel like they all tied together a lot of the time. How so? It felt like there was no strong, coherent plot or character besides you have chunibios and you have non-chunibios and that's it and the individual characters don't have a whole lot to them they don't feel real at all really yeah they feel very artificial just here's a character on a script and they're not bad but they're not great a lot of people will actually argue this point with you till the day you die because a lot of them love the different characters in this show because they a lot of people resonate with the way they used to interact with the world as well as past embarrassments and things like that. Oh yeah, and without a doubt I could totally see different moments that I could recognize either in myself or in other people, but just because I can recognize those moments that are universal to all of us doesn't mean that you have anything that makes you you. You can't just take what everybody recognizes, piece them together, and say, there you go, because it lacks something new or different or special. 
So you're saying after about four episodes, you're not feeling the individualities too much? I'm not, and that that really disappointed me. And I also felt like there were no strong motivations. Like, for, for the girls who believe that they're nice and magical, they just, okay, they're nice and magical, so who needs motivations for anything? But then, for the main character, he... He doesn't have reason to do much of anything that he does. He, unfortunately, ends up lining up in our bland bitch protagonist syndrome (laughs) because he never did anything. He was just told what to do and did so. And there were times where he was like, am I just going to listen? And just, yes, he is. And that's it. He, he's embarrassed by his past. Other than that, he doesn't add anything. Oh, look, he's reluctant. But that doesn't matter. <laughs> it has no relevance. So, Remington, one of the big problems with this anime is it's a bit of a slow start, actually. I'll tell you right now, as the show goes on, you actually find motivations for why the characters do the different things. I mean, obviously, Yuta's motivations are always going to be the most suspect because, you know... He's the protagonist, and he has to be there for the story to happen. Uh, And his motivations, though he doesn't realize it's himself, is usually the fact that he, for some reason, cares about these weirdos and uh, just ends up hanging out with them and grows fond of them. You know, it's like like when I first met you, Remington. (laughs) The more I hung out with you, I was like, "Eh, he's all right, but I don't know. And then we made a podcast together, and then I decided, okay, I guess I'm stuck with this guy. <laughs> but it just lacks... None of the characters have any warmth towards one another at all. There is no bond. Choose any characters, and there is hardly any relationship between them. any two characters. At this point in the show, kind of, yeah. They do get a lot closer together as the show goes on. But yeah, it starts a little flat at first. I can understand that, but I still like it, Remington. I liked nearly all of the ideas that it had. I liked everything that it was trying to do. I just didn't see it succeed as well as I would have liked. Man, this is going to be an episode where you get a lot of flack, I think. (laughs) Because a lot of people really love this show for its cute, zany things and just... Basically, by the end of the series, people like Rika a lot more than they did at the beginning of the series, is how it goes. And I I can totally understand that. It just didn't fully capture me. I think it's showing Rika very well. It's showing her flawed, but truly believing. I think it's still pretty one-dimensional, but I hope that changes. But nonetheless, it's trying to delve into her more than certainly anybody else. Well, I mean, we only got introduced to the side characters, like, one an episode. Like, properly introduced, I should say. Well, yeah, but you you can say, oh, yeah, we've only seen them for a short time, but other anime have immediately introduced you to characters, and you immediately understand them. They are immediately unique, and they immediately have connections with other characters. This has been done before multiple times. We can look at, for example, Full Metal Alchemist had a fantastic first episode. It introduced you to who each character was, and within the first two sentences that a character would speak, you would have a general understanding of who they are. And oftentimes, you would immediately feel warmth or understand their connection with others. So you can say, well, yeah, we haven't had much time. And yeah, so it's understandable why they haven't done it, but it's still not an excuse because if it was amazing, it would have done it. (laughs) 
I don't know, I'd like to argue the fact that I think Rika actually has a fairly good starting point in the show overall. I mean, she should. She's kind of the main focus of this entire story. Oh, yeah. Like, Yuta's the protagonist, but we don't watch the show for Yuta. Oh, no. We watch the show for Rika, her shenanigans, and her curious views on the world. Oh, yeah. And I think her connection with Yuta is probably the strongest one in the show, honestly. Like, out of the ones we've seen so far. And I think that's a fairly strong relationship so far. Well, yeah, it's a strong relationship, but it also feels like a relatively empty one. She likes him because she knows about his past, and that's real neat, and so she just keeps borderline stalking him and involving him with absolutely everything. C cool. I understand she really cares, but like I mentioned before, it feels like it lacks motivation. And that is possibly the biggest critique in the entire show. There isn't much direction or motivation. All of these characters are often just doing things, and they're doing things just because. And I know you can say, well, they're, they're silly and crazy, and they're doing all of these things because of the phase they're going through, right? And so they do all these wacky things just because, because that's, how, that's their personality at this time, but that isn't compelling. This is a very curious circumstance, right? Because this is one of those shows that a lot of people found value in when they finished it. It's the same thing with Cowboy Bebop, right? Uh-huh. Uh, for you, at the very least. Like, you liked Cowboy Bebop a bit, but it didn't compel you enough to want to finish it all the way through unless it was just on, you know, kind of there. Yeah. It's actually kind of the same scenario with this, because... Your biggest problem so far is the motivations of the characters, is that correct? Uh, that, that's one of them, for sure. Uh, so that is the where most of the plot comes from as the episodes go on, is their motivations for doing things, their motivations for being in this phase, why they like the things they like, uh, yeah, just that stuff in general. And it's a little hard to talk about because you didn't get an opportunity to see much of that in the first two episodes. The only two motivations that you kind of saw for the most part were the two that really wanted to forget their Chunibyo past. Yeah, but I feel like four episodes in, you should have a good amount of that. By then, you should be exhibiting the heart of everything. Because if I have dedicated two hours of my life into something, then there should be something there. I'm not arguing that you should be ready for how good it's going to be at the end, but you should have some sort of substance. First episode, plenty of forgivable mistakes can happen in an episode one. An episode one, I will never judge an entire show based off of. Two episodes, all right, starting to form consistent opinions. Three, four, that's when it starts to get locked in. And sure, things can change, but at that point, you gotta good indication of where things are going. Honestly, a lot of people who are fans of this show are fans of the moe fluff anime genre. Uh, you know, the show's not really about anything, just about the characters and their interactions and the way they do things in the world. Uh, kind of like we saw with Umaru-chan, that same kind of principle. Uh, and this one only really develops a proper plot, you know, later in the series. And that's all right, but I just felt like the characters weren't strong enough to develop that sort of premise. With Umaru-chan, it was very colorful, very entertaining. Uh, or even with Sweetness and Lightning, very similarly, that was carried by the characters. The characters here just didn't live up to it. I don't know, man. I liked them. I really liked them. And I understand how people can. They just 
weren't compelling or interesting enough for me. I just... This is probably the most we've ever disagreed on an anime, I think, actually. Uh, there's a good chance. Because, I mean, I disagreed with you a lot on Umaru-chan, but that's because of a vehement hatred and bias. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this one I just genuinely like, because I think the characters are interesting enough, and, I'm, you know, my bias might actually come from the fact that I've seen the whole thing. And maybe, and I'm sure that, as with so many things... Often when you reach the end, it can completely change your opinion or or form your opinion for better or worse. But nonetheless, I haven't seen much that has really amazed me or impressed me. Well, I mean, you were laughing throughout the episodes, weren't you? There were some really funny moments, but even the funny moments, they weren't anything that I'm going to be talking about after this. There were a lot of humorous moments, but they are all forgettable. I don't think so, though. The idea of the dissonance between the what they're viewing versus what's actually happening in the real world, that's hilarious to me. The super over-the-top uh, anime-style action scenes in this slice-of-life comedy anime. Those were probably the strongest thing in the entire show the best moments because they were the most entertaining the most silly they had a great mix of everything that makes this show good i just wished we would have seen more stuff like that maybe if there was a more concrete plot say you have rika and she decides oh we need to get this thing from the school when it's closed up the principal is actually uh, working for the wicked lord uh, Sharingan or whatever it was. <laughs> Sharingan. Uh, you you laugh as if it's so ridiculous. I have no idea what any of this is. You're not far off. It, it was Wicked Lord Shingon. Oh, Shingon. All right. Yes. Uh, how, how absurd of me. Uh. And, and say, the oh, she believes the principal has some magical item. So she's planning this whole heist and uh, he, he's just humoring her, right? Until eventually it starts happening. But throughout all of this, you get even more of those silly scenes of them trying to come up with the plan and what to do and you see more of these fantasies when in reality they're just planning to try and take something meaningless from the principal right that would have i think been a lot stronger because it would have much more direction and you would be able to emphasize those silly highlights even more they do have a lot of those little plots that you saw even in the first couple episodes uh chasing the cat around for example uh finding out a way to avoid the crazy uh, older sister who may or may not be some kind of boundary line protector. Yeah, but all of them were so brief that you weren't able to feel any investment in them. They were just very quick and they were sort of fun while they lasted and then they were gone and then you move on. I just wanted more substance. Well, Remington, the only way you're going to get more substance from this show is to actually keep watching it. That's the thing. But I'm not sure if it's worth that investment. Well, <laughs> considering that at this point you've seen over two days worth of anime. Oh, God, don't remind me. <laughs> I think that if ever we come back to this particular series, it might change your opinion. It might not. We don't know. But... This is definitely one of those shows that you kind of have to commit to at a certain point, whether the characters themselves entice you, the comedy scenes, like, because what really got me was a combination of the really awkward, cringy moments in the show from all the different characters and their different environments, because I resonated with that, and I was like, oh god, oh, yeah. what else are they gonna do that'll make me, ah, you know, that kind of reaction. Of course. But at the same time, have me burst out laughing when they hit a punchline and out of nowhere it's 
I, I genuinely enjoy this show quite a bit, and a lot of people feel the same way about it. Quite frankly, I think the average rating for this show is probably about 7.89 out of 10. That's a bit high in my opinion, but I can understand. <laughs> Just understand. Yeah, I came in... I came in watching it with really, really high expectations. I genuinely thought it was going to be something I adored, but it, it didn't have the substance, the direction, the motivation. It didn't have what I was really looking for. And what were you looking for, Rem? I was looking for something that was interesting and clever and original and very self-aware which it somewhat was and somewhat wasn't and i i i wanted i just wanted more <laughs> you just wanted more well remington there's only one way to get more of this kind of thing and that's to just keep watching the show but i don't know if i want more of it or just more out of it <laughs> You won't know until you finish the show. That's the thing. Oh. You're in the you're in the freaking purgatory of anime right now. <laughs> you don't know whether or not it's worth continuing or whether or not what it'll get better. Uh, I will tell it's you, it's Schrodinger's anime. Schrodinger's anime. Is it dead? Is it alive? Is it moe? I don't know. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, a lot of moe crap in this show from time to time. Not your kind of moe, Remington. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess the, the like cute girls doing cute things moe, which yes. just doesn't get to me at all. Not enough small cute animals for you. No, like the cat was okay, <laughs> but. But it had little wings, Remington. That made it less adorable, if I'm being honest. Really? Cause it, yeah, because it was just sort of tacky. Like, it was a cute idea, but not cute aesthetically. I I think that was kind of the joke there, though, bud. Well, yeah. I, I, I can understand the joke, and I, I enjoyed it as a joke. I just didn't enjoy it as Moe trash. <laughs> okay, then what about some of the slapstick comedy in here? Because I think that's where a lot of the uh, comedy in this show really does shine. Well, easily the best running joke is Yuta just beating the shit out of Rika. Just <laughs> every time she does anything, he'll just smack her and smack her or hold her up or, like, clamp around her or uh, he'll, he'll just really abuse her at every turn. And it is hilarious. And every, every time it was just, especially because they didn't try to make too much of a moment out of it any time. Like, it was never one of those exaggerated anime smacks. Oh, right. It was never yeah. one of those. It was just like, pop, ooh, that was it. Like, very quick, very subtle, don't stay too long. And I, I love that, when you don't try and stay too long. That was really nice all throughout. Obviously, it was the same joke every time, but I think it worked pretty They did decently. it in a different way, and sometimes with different characters as well, which yeah. made it pretty amusing. Uh, my favorite one, actually, was uh, when he's helping her move in. And his sister asks who this is, and she starts going into one of her Chunibyo, like, dark dramatic speeches, and he just kind of karate chops her in the head, yep. and just keeps doing it while he's explaining things to his sister. Oh, yeah, and it just went on just, like, a little bit too long, which I also love. <laughs> like, that was a really good moment. So you were at least entertained through a lot parts of it. Yes, I I laughed throughout. There were some really amusing moments. It just wasn't fulfilling laughter it wasn't uh, afterwards i wasn't left thinking oh wow that's hilarious or oh man these moments that i remember vividly i'll remember the concept and i'll remember rika 
That is but, what most people remember. I'll be straight up with you. Besides the concept and Rika, I think nearly everything else is pretty forgettable. Wow. Yeah. We are going to get a lot of flack for this one. <laughs> I mean, thankfully there aren't as many super fans of this show as there are of other animes, but there are quite a few people who really love this show. Like some, I w- one thing, one thing I remember quite liking. Oh yeah. And that I would have liked to see a bit more of when they were searching for clubs. I thought. I thought that it highlighted the best and the worst of this show because each club, it was way too brief and the entire chronologue of finding slash establishing a club largely lacked a lot of different motivations or had weak motivations, but seeing those different clubs was enjoyable. Seeing them interact in wildly different environments was quite enjoyable. I would have liked to see more characters, more variety, and different types of environments. That's what I would have loved to see emphasized a lot more. With, of course, stronger motivation, stronger direction, uh, stronger characters, etc. I'm gonna tell you right now, Remington, it's the same solution. You gotta just watch more of the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, see? Wait, four episodes should be enough, Sean! But that is the entire premise of the show, is seeing how these fairly weird people interact with the world around them and how they cope with it and how the more quote-unquote normal people in the group deal with it. Because let's be frank, uh, they may be some characters that are trying to forget their embarrassing past, but they're still largely influenced by their embarrassing past. And oh, I think yeah. that leads to a lot of great comedy moments. Oh, for sure. As well as understanding between the characters and whatnot. I'd agree with that. Yeah. So really, Remington, most of your problems can probably be solved by just watching more of the show. I know that's kind of a wimpy cop-out answer, but at the same time, it's kind of the only one you're looking for there. Because this is the only show I think of that really focuses primarily on this uh, Chunin-byo trope. There are plenty of comedy anime out there that will have a Chunin-byo character, just to throw some cringe humor in there and to put them in some strange situations. But this is really the only show that only focuses on this concept. And... I think it does a great job of it, personally. And I think that the concept is a great one, but that ultimately it has let me down. Maybe we'll revisit it. Maybe I will watch some more. But right now, where I stand is it's okay. It's okay. Gosh dang it, Remington. Fair enough, fair enough. So, Remington, I have to say, would you like to watch some more episodes with me? Not right now, Sean. Not right now? Oh, Maybe one day. Oh, I'm sure we will. Oh. I'm sure we will. Oh, boy. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like to hear us suffer and or enjoy ourselves, please leave a review on whatever platform you listen to, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify. Can you leave reviews on Spotify? I don't think you can. If you could, you should. <laughs> but... That's the best way to let us know how you feel. If, and if you would like to contact us directly, whether it's a comment, question, feedback, recommendation, or anything else, then you can send an email over onto animeoutofcontext at gmail.com. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in, and it's never just a phase. <laughs> <laughs>